It's time for Forward Nation Radio. Now here he is, the host of Forward Nation Radio, David Leventhal. Welcome to Forward Nation Radio. I'm David Leventhal. A somewhat subdued David Leventhal because we are in the aftermath of a battle. Here's what we won't talk about on today's show. We will not be talking about the increasing records of COVID deaths. More than 361,000 now dead in the United States alone. And the numbers only going up at increasing rates. We will not be talking about the assault on the environment or the latest assault on science by the Trump administration. We will not be talking about Merrick Garland being named by Joe Biden to be his attorney general. You know, the guy who was denied a Supreme Court seat. We will not be talking about other appointments, proposed appointments by President-elect Joe Biden. We'll barely be talking about the fact that Joe Biden is now officially the president-elect. Why? Because today is 9-12 of 2021, the day after, so to speak. Like 9-12 of 2001, 20 years ago, America was attacked yesterday. Only unlike 9-11, Americans were not attacked by fucking morons without. Americans were attacked by fucking morons within. America yesterday was attacked by so-called Americans, led by the so-called American who is the President of the United States, abetted by the so-called Americans who call themselves the Republican Party. This event of yesterday, this assault on America, is ground that the President of the United States has been laying for five years. Make no mistake. It is, it is a culmination of his efforts, hopefully the culmination, at least for now the culmination, of his efforts that have spurred this podcast into existence to try to combat what we and anyone who is informed saw happening five years ago. The week started off. The, we reached, I guess, higher ground in, in Donald Trump's attempts to destroy America. The week started off with an attempted, what was described as an electoral coup. Electoral coup. What we now, of course, will refer to as the good old days when coups were just of the electoral type. Back then, just a few days ago, in the olden days, 14 at least Republican senators and more than 140 members of the Republican contingent in the United States House of Representatives were moving, were on record as supporting moves by the wannabe dictator-in-chief to overturn an American election. Completely uncharted territory. 
the United States vice president showed some early support for that. Although, he got off board. Maybe in part because, earlier in the week, a federal judge dismissed a lawsuit brought by House Republicans to force the vice president to, in effect, invalidate an election. Leading just a couple of days ago, maybe not even a couple, the New York Times reported that the vice president, <laughs> I don't I want to say showing backbone, but oh my God, is that a ridiculously low bar? The vice president, that worthless human being with no backbone at all, it was reported by the New York Times that he told Donald Trump that he could not force the overturning of the election in the United States Senate. The Constitution didn't allow him to do it. Gosh, We'd love to do it. Wish we could. Unfortunately, we just can't do it. As a reminder of how we've gotten here, Donald Trump responded to this report in the New York Times. The vice president told him he cannot do what he wanted by saying it's not true. Vice, we, we, that discussion never happened. And it's hard to imagine that there is a thinking human being on the planet who gives any credence at all to what the President of the United States says. The New York Times is reporting the President of the United States says no, and anyone who has looked at Donald Trump or listened to Donald Trump for many years wouldn't give a moment's thought to what the President of the United States was denying. But anyway, that was earlier in the week when Republicans were attempting to stage an electoral coup. But then the shit got real. And we got to an actual coup yesterday. An assault on the United States Capitol incited by the President of the United States. The storming of the United States Capitol that has not occurred in any way, shape, or form since at least the War of 1812. But, of course, back then, it was done by our enemy. Again, we were attacked, so-called, from without, by British forces. This time it was done by Americans. The violence, the looting, the theft, the dishonoring and the absolute disgrace of the United States Capitol. Even to an extent beyond how Republicans disgrace it every day just by being there. Totally dishonoring the Capitol building of the United States of America. In scenes reminiscent of a third world tin pot dictatorship. It's the only thing you could compare this to where these morons rioted to overturn an election, broke windows, vandalized, committed violence against the government of the United States of America. They occupied government offices. The office of the Speaker of uh, the United States Speaker of the House of Representatives. They brought weapons. They brought chemical weapons. They brought pipe bombs. Washington police rendered safe, is the term I'm reading, 
at least a couple of pipe bombs that were left in our nation's capital to attack the United States government. They had to evacuate Congress people under threat of being shot, ducked down, get covered by law enforcement officers to get evacuated to safety. One woman, and I use the term loosely, ended up being shot dead on the grounds of the United States Capitol. Three other people died, having suffered what is somewhat euphemistically being referred to as medical emergencies. Tremendous damage was inflicted on the United States Capitol. They assaulted police officers. They assaulted police officers, Trump supporters did, called them traitors, assaulted them physically, and assaulted everybody by not wearing masks during COVID. But that's, I mean, that's that's minor almost at this point that they subjected these people to potentially a deadly disease. Deadly infection, deadly virus. They called the police traitors. They were motivated in large part because they've been told that Democrats don't respect police. You can't make this shit up. So they assaulted police. The assault on police makes one think that Antifa must be behind all this, right? I'm sure on One America News, if not Fox News on a Newsmax, they're going to figure out a way for Antifa or George Soros to be behind all this at some point. But it can't be Antifa. can't be Antifa because the Capitol Police, the National Guard, seemed to let it play out. We did not crack down on it like we cracked down legitimate protesters with grievances based on fact and reason. Like Black Lives Matter protesting protesters protesting police murder of black people. Institutionalized murder of black people. Oh no, that shit we cracked down on. That shit we're prepared for. Those are black people. There's probably some Antifa people in there. Certainly one of the questions that we will be trying to figure out, I hope, for a while, is how we could seem to be this unprepared. Whatever good job they did in in getting people to safety, in ultimately clearing out the Capitol and allowing the Capitol to do its business and officially make Joe Biden the president-elect, you have to wonder how we could be this unprepared. How is it possible that we, after all this time, do not take the threat from the seriously greatest threat to America, Trump fucking morons and white pieces of trash? As I've been arguing on this show for four years. Once again, I guess because they're white people, we refuse to see the danger. Because only black people, I suppose, and immigrants, of course, present a danger to America, though the facts would tell us the exact opposite. And unfortunately, yesterday told us the exact opposite.
Let's go back for a moment to the comparison between this and the way we treat Black Lives Matter protesters protesting institutional murder, legalized murder of people based on the color of their skin. Let's compare this to millions marching for justice. I've been at a lot of those marches. And the police presence is beyond ubiquitous. The barriers are out there. Trying to cross the goddamn street when you're not allowed. You get stopped by the police. And yet this goes on. Compare this to the marches that we've had over the few months. Last few months, many months. Remember how right-wing media and Republicans were all upset about the alleged violence there, most of which was made up, much of which was perpetrated by right-wing infiltrators? Remember when broken windows was a thing at marches? Remember when that got tear gas and cracking down and violence? Jesus Christ, do you remember when Donald Trump wanted a fucking photo op? With a, with a, at a church he's never been near, at a, with a Bible he's never touched. And they gassed peaceful protesters. In this case, of course, the danger was real and continues to be real. I watched the media covering. I was was glued to my television set, switching from station to station, most of yesterday and last night. And I, one of the things that I think about as I watch this is what it must be like for the media people there. I was worried for the media people. At times I was watching MSNBC and I think if you're standing there with with an MSNBC banner, you may well be attacked. There's no question the people there had to be worried about that. I, I, I wondered as I'm watching this, does Fox News carry extra Fox News banners to give to legitimate news organizations to protect them? To protect them from this scum? Because journalists are under assault because they may have the nerve to to report on facts that are inconvenient for these idiots. We, we are reminded, as all the damage was done, and I guess as we, we celebrate the fact that it wasn't worse, at least at this point, as we continue to hold our breaths for what's going to come next, we are reminded what I've been reporting on for months, which is ultimately how lucky we were in this country that this election was not close. And we are reminded about how this country would almost certainly be in a civil war right now if this election were close. And these Type A fucking morons were joined by type B, C, and D fucking morons. What are the implications of this? Where do we go from here? That, of course, is is the big question that I'm going to explore for most of today's show. The first thing, of course, the first implication, I guess I'm going to discuss implications that should be and implications that maybe will be. The first, of course, should be resignations. Should be massive 
resignations across the United States government, including the at least 14 U.S. senators and 140 U.S. Congress people who supported this effort to overturn the election and led to the violence and sparked the violence. It should start, of course, with President Trump, who should be asked to resign, expected to resign. No, resignation, of course, is, is really hoping for too much. What I, what I really hope for, as long as we're just living in fantasy land right now, what should be happening is what happens in all those British spy movies where they, they catch the person who tried to overthrow the government, tried to institute a coup, has been a spy of some sort and got caught, and they give the person a gun with one bullet in it and say, we'll give you some alone time right now. Make sure you don't miss. That's too much to hope for. That Donald Trump would be given a gun with a bullet in it and choose to shoot himself, not whatever media personality might be closest at hand. Even at the end, Donald Trump could not avoid escalating the violence. Even at the end, when Donald Trump was moved during the violence, and God knows what efforts were made to move him, to go out and say, you should go home, people. He had to predicate that with, you're right to be angry. I understand all the anger. I understand this, is, this election was stolen. This is awful. This is terrible. We're all, we're all going to die. This, we're being attacked from without. Hey, everybody, go home. That was the President of the United States. Give him a gun with a bullet in it and clear out the room. Senators Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz, let's start with you. You should not just resign. You should be given a gun with a bullet in it. And you should have the decency to use it. But of course, if any of these three people and the others who were still on board after all this happened had any decency at all, they wouldn't have done this all in the first place. So, obviously, I have no hopes of that. I don't even have any hopes of resignations. Defections. What hopes do I have for the rest of the coup plotters and planners? There's a lot of talk right now that maybe there will be some good that will come out of this. That maybe there will be some Republicans who will defect and who will return somewhat to sanity, who will leave the bubble, who will exit the cult, having seen the extent to which their fellow cult members are drinking the Kool-Aid. Those wishes are, I think, pipe dreams. But we've seen some defections. Uh, before we got into this, I said 14 GOP senators, 140, more than 140 House members. Well, in the House, there was what? About 130 ultimately voted to overturn the election. In the Senate, I think it was six. Some switched. Some left. Now, whether that was because they see the folly in their ways or because they just figured this isn't a winning move right now, I'd say I'm going to leave that to you to decide. But I'm not going to leave it to you to decide. It's the latter. If you were on board this in the first place, you didn't just come to your senses and get some decency. You just are able to read the writing on the wall. Uh, 
the U.S. Vice President, as I pointed out before, switched sides somewhat, showed some early support and switched. There's something. He's, he's heading to irrelevancy, so who the hell cares? But the numbers did come down a little bit. Maybe there's something good in that. Some Republicans came out and said the right things after the fact. I'll specifically mention Mitt Romney. Again, not one of my favorite human beings. And America's doing a real disservice to herself if we start looking up at Mitt Romney as someone who's going to lead us out of this mess. But Mitt Romney referred to this as an insurrection started by the President of the United States. He said that on the Senate floor. Lindsey Graham, for God's sake. Ass liquor in chief. I think we voted him that a few months ago. Came out and said, Joe Biden is the president-elect. Kamala Harris is the vice president-elect. So there there were at least some Republicans who could read the writing on the wall. More could read the writing on the wall, but made it clear that it was just about the writing on the wall. That they continue to be absolute shit, even if they're willing to read the writing. Moscow Mitch said some of the right things. This was awful. This was an attack by a mob. He is being held to have risen somewhat above partisanship. Well, I didn't watch a lot of Moscow Mitch's speech. I can't watch him speak because he's a lying, disingenuous sack of shit. But I did watch the part where he talked about the fact that this country needs to rise above partisanship. The partisanship of the Democratic Party. That was his uh, sop to reality. We are battling the Democratic Party who's kept trying to overturn elections in the past. News to Moscow Mitch and the morons who support him? No, they haven't. Al Gore won an election and presided over the guy who stole the election becoming president of the United States. Not quite the same. Pat Toomey, a not as unreasonable Republican senator from Pennsylvania, gave a reasonable speech about this whole thing, except he made this about the Electoral College. He made it seem like attacking the Electoral College was attacking voting. And here's news to Pat Toomey, who managed to say that Democrats want to turn it into blue state elections so that blue states can dominate the elections. This was his argument about the attack on the Electoral College. So let me translate what Senator Toomey said. Democrats also want to overturn U.S. elections by having people vote and having the votes count. That's what he was saying. The Electoral College, that's the problem? Yes, Senator Toomey, there could be an effort in this country to actually allow people to vote and to count the popular vote in election like is done in every single other election in the fucking world, including the United States. Or as Senator Toomey would have it, stealing elections on behalf of blue states. Republicans continue to demonstrate, even when they speak out against this, that they are in it for the long game. That they are about about voter disenfranchisement for the future. 
locking in the Electoral College to make sure that Democratic votes are diluted, primarily Democratic votes. They will be locking in gerrymandering. They will be using this to oppose any efforts to reduce gerrymandering so that voters actually get to elect congressional and state representatives. They will use these calls to election security. They will come out and say, as they already have, they're coming out and they're citing polls. They did this on the Senate floor, showing that most members of the Republican Party believe that the election was rigged, as if that actually means something other than, as Cory Booker rightly said, all that means is that you've been fucking lying to them. He didn't quite say it as colorfully. And you lie to them, you have your your lying media outlets lie to them, and then you say, see, they believe it? By that definition, we should be spending a lot of time ensuring that the world is flat, that the earth is flat. Because people believe it. So let's let's just investigate the flatness of the world, of the earth, rather. They're playing the long game to disenfranchise voters. The idea that this is going to make the Republican Party more reasonable, that it will reintroduce a Republican criminal organization to sanity. This has been a criminal organization that has been insane for decades. And it will not go away. The insanity will not go away. Fox News will not go away. Newsmax will not go away. One American News will not go away. In fact, they will find it even more lucrative to appease these fucking morons more than they did before, if that's possible. I was, I, 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 someone pointed out the other day, a student said incorrectly, but it was fun that I say that all Trump supporters are stupid. I have two things that I want to say about that. One, I think you're understating my case. I don't say that they're stupid. I think that they are stupid beyond human imagination. I don't think normal, intelligent, functioning human beings can truly appreciate how brain-dead fucking stupid most of these morons are. But I want to be clear. I don't think all Trump supporters are stupid. I want to be clear here. I think a lot of them are just evil. I don't, this is a matter of semantics. I don't want to get into the semantics of whether Ted Cruz is stupid. By all accounts, or Josh Hawley, I think Yale Law School graduate. These people, by all accounts, are not stupid. They're evil. They're evil. So I want to be clear on this. I don't think all Trump supporters are stupid. I think all Trump supporters are massively, spectacularly, unimaginably stupid or massively, spectacularly, unimaginably evil. So if you're counting on sanity or decency somehow to prevail out of all this, good luck. So if if we're not going to count on defections and, and the world just sorting itself out by decent people taking over, where do we go from here? Well, my, my first thought, of course, is in a civilized society, the two political parties in this country would get together and send a strong bipartisan message to America and the world. The world that we have freaked out about this. And they will impeach the president in record time and send him packing even within, in the two weeks he's, he's got left. 
And if that doesn't work, finish the impeachment when he's done, because apparently it comes with the fact that he can't ever come into federal office again. So we rule out the possibility that he could run in 2024. Hell, Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley should be on, on board that one. They'll have, they won't have to compete against Trump as they try to be the next Trump. I don't think that's really possible. There's but one, it's not possible because you have a Republican Party uh, criminal organization. But I also, there are rules involved. Trump gets a defense, etc. They're not going to get him out in two weeks, although I think they should institute the proceedings and, as I said, carry it on even after he's gone. Make sure he never gets back. Originally, people were talking about the, um, the 25th Amendment. 25th Amendment, which avid listeners of this show will remember... I talked about in in our first couple of shows four years ago, the 25th Amendment, which allows the cabinet to petition to get rid of the president of the United States because he's lost the mental capacity to hold office. The problem with the 25th Amendment is I don't know how you show he's lost anything that he never had. Why now as opposed to four years ago, as I called for? So I don't really think that it's a 25th Amendment issue. He's not necessarily criminally insane. He's criminal. There's probably some insanity in there as well. This is, I mean, this is, I haven't even talked about yet. The impeachment, I was all set before yesterday when I was preparing my notes for today's show. I was going to talk about his phone call with the Georgia Secretary of State. Remember when that was a thing? Remember just a few days ago when the when we had the somewhat mirror image of of his call to Ukraine that led to impeachment the last time, the president of Ukraine, he calls the Georgia Secretary of State. And look, people can can argue this all the ways they want. They could, but he basically was ordering the Georgia Secretary of State to cheat to overturn the election. We're hearing him find votes. Him warning them that they might be committing criminal offenses. I might do something against you. Or more than that, I might unleash the Trump dogs on you. A threat even more apparent now after the events of yesterday. Find of a, He was looking to steal the election in Georgia. If that had worked, I'm sure we would be hearing about calls to the other secretaries of state in swing states. Uh, he should be impeached again. Whatever, Susan Collins can vote to, uh, to acquit again, uh, assuming at this point that he's learned his lessons. I mean, that's a, that was a really strong vote, Sue. Glad you got back into office. Uh, beyond that, of course, he should be investigated and criminally charged once he is no longer the president. Enough with this bullshit talking about whether Democrats, whether it's politically right or politically wrong, to, to, to allow the Department of Justice to investigate this criminal son of a bitch. We, we cannot continue to have this conversation or the Democrats are so beyond worthless, it is unimaginable. They cannot squash the criminal investigations at this point or there will be nothing left of the Democratic Party. There is no hope for sanity or the law to prevail in the United States if Donald Trump is allowed to avoid criminal prosecution and spending the rest of his life in a fucking dungeon. The GOP will, of course, continue to learn its lessons that cheating, lying, and stealing tend to work, that criminals get away with it if they're Republicans 
if they're in office, if they're well-known. Those are the lessons that will be learned if we do not pursue criminal investigations against the what will be former president of the United States. Again, what will be, one hopes. Because who the hell knows? Every week for the last four years, I've been saying every time we think it can't get worse, it gets worse. Right now, everybody thinks this is done and it can't get worse. Let's hope this is finally the exception. Donald Trump is out of bullets, except for the one that we left him to, to do the right thing. But anyway, sanity to prevail. If, if we hope that there's going to be accountability, if the law doesn't matter. Remember, the Republicans stole a Supreme Court seat a few years ago. What were the repercussions of that? There will be none. They stole a Supreme Court seat, period, the end. We were outraged. We said this cannot happen. This cannot survive. This cannot prevail. It did. It will. And the lesson to all the swamp will be just keep breaking the law. We're not accountable. Rich people don't go to prison. And, and of course, the upshot of that will be for the rest of us. Why should any of the rest of us support the law if these people get away with what they have done with an insurrection against the United States of America. And in Trump's case, that's just the latest of his criminal behavior. Why should any of us support the law? They're going to have to send a message that the law still matters, of course. I guess our government's going to have to go out and arrest some black people for loitering just to show that the law still matters, at least if you're not rich, connected, and white. So we're told that perhaps there will be accountability. We remain hopeful even at this point in the Trump era, even in the face of a, an attempted coup, of an attack on the U.S. Capitol. There will be accountability for these people who voted this way, these people who were supporting this coup, these people who were objecting to the election results. Well, I guess we're all Susan Collins now. Yes, eventually good will triumph, even if we do absolutely nothing. Good will not triumph if we do absolutely nothing. These congressmen and senators who did this, they're protected by gerrymandering. They're protected by being in red states. They're protected by the fact that the only election they, most of them will face is in a primary. And there will be no political accountability. There will be no accountability for most of the people who supported this. Our friends and relatives who are such human trash that they've supported these sons of bitches for four years. With the, for the best of them, the excuse, don't blame me, I'm just fucking stupid. I don't actually like the Nazis, I'm just too fucking stupid to know what the Nazis are doing. Accountability? This is gut check time for all of us. I don't know what the answer is. I have some Trump-supporting friends that I know I will still have contact with. A lot of my Trump-supporting I say friends in quotation marks for most of them. I want nothing to do with them. It's a decision that we all have. Maybe one bit of accountability will be, if you supported this, you have no friends other than the backstabbing stupid pieces of shit that you've decided to align yourself with. Like enough already. For most of us, we don't like confrontation. We exist in polite company. Oh, I know people who are Trump supporters, but I don't want to make a scene. Turn your back on them when they walk in the room. Move away from them when they get near you. 
if you don't have the 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 strength or feel the confidence to say you are shit just so you know that you are shit last implication that i would like to see from this which would be great here's my suggestion to president elect biden republicans want to make a big issue out of so-called voting integrity as i've been arguing forever it's not even arguing because it's facts their concept of voting integrity of course is to stop people they don't like from voting there is no cognizable voter fraud there's just voter suppression other than of course voter fraud what republicans are trying to do there's just vote voter suppression i think joe biden should double down and should say obviously a lot of americans are concerned about the integrity of elections and people's ability to vote i want to address that and i am going to nominate stacy abrams the first american voting czar a cabinet level position for the american voting czar a person who will not only reinstate the voting rights act that the republicans decimated a few years ago the supreme court decimated a few years ago but will strengthen it will make sure that all americans get to register for vote to vote get the right to vote get to vote without rating online for hours upon hours upon hours if the color of their skin happens to have a lot more melanin in it than does the color of some of our skin this would be a massive fuck you to the GOP that has waged war on America. Name an election czar who will create election integrity. The exact opposite of what the Republicans want. So that the American people can finally start voting. And yes, some of those things that should be on the, on the electoral czar, the voting czar's agenda... Getting rid of the Electoral College and getting rid of gerrymandering. And given some time, doing something about the incredibly undemocratic United States Senate. Speaking of the United States Senate, I don't want to leave on all negative note. There was some good news. In fact, the day yesterday started with some promise. The Democrats won the two Senate seats in Georgia. At least, you know, unless they... Trump can make a phone call. Uh, But they flipped the Senate seats of Georgia. The Democrats will take over the United States Senate. Unbelievable bright side of of what decent people can do if if they overcome all the obstacles against it. And generally the obstacles are too great for us to overcome for long. But this will mean a ton that we flip these Senate seats. Yes, Democrats will still have to, to live with conservative Democrats like Joe Manchin, who probably right now Moscow Mitch is on the phone with, promising him California if he'll just switch parties. Yes, the Democrats need to, to live with conservative Democrats who will undermine their agenda, but at least their agenda will now be brought in front of the American public. Because the party that controls the United States Senate gets to bring bills to the floor. And we will have Republicans defeating bill after bill after bill, filibustering until hopefully they get rid of that, bill after bill after bill that, is, that are designed to help the American people in a way that even the average American moron can understand is designed to help them. Of course, it will mean less than it should be if the Democrats refuse to act under the urgency of this situation. If Democrats refuse 
to act, understanding that they're involved in the fight that it's become revoltingly apparent we are all engaged in right now in this country. The battle between left and right, Democrat, Republican, good and evil. I don't even want to say left and right. That's not even true anymore. Sane and insane. Democrats need to act on their mandate. Like Republicans, you got an agenda, you're happy to work with the other side as long as they play along with your agenda. So, America is under assault. But on the other hand, the Senate's going to be Democratic. And when all is said and done, Joe Biden is, cross your fingers, officially the president-elect. And in less than two weeks, will become the president of the United States. These are indeed interesting times in the true sense of the Chinese proverb. Anyway, that's it for today's show. Next week, I hope to be back talking about actual issues. Until then, my admonition to take care and be safe is more fraught today than it usually is. So be safe. Have a good week. See you soon. You've been listening to Forward Nation Radio with David Leventhal. 